0: An Ironic Media Production.
1: Visit us at ironick All
0: right, today on the podcast, I have Amy Ronick, and we are talking about the epic trip that I just took with my family. We spent 36 days on the road, traveled 4,800 miles, spent 80 hours in the car. It was still an epic trip. I have never ever been in a camper before (laughs) and I've never camped across the United States, but here I was doing it and I absolutely loved it. And there were so many things that I learned about myself and about what it takes to change your reality. Remember when I thought I had a heart attack and it was just a panic attack? Well, here I was creating the reality that I wanted. I wanted adventure. I wanted freedom and I wanted each day to be new. I totally enjoyed learning what it was like to have a camper and how to use a camper. I loved learning how to build a fire properly with my son and my wife. This was the most epic trip, and I can't wait to share it with you. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Affiliate Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stark this podcast, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll get to witness healings as well as hear from my mentors, teachers, and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for the last 14 years. My connection with energy is so strong and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. I'm here with Amy Ronick, and we are talking about this trip that I just went on. So many of you probably are wondering, where did Amy go? Because <laughs> I that two weeks I took off on the podcast, so there was no episodes for two weeks. And I sort of kind of kept it on the quiet because I didn't even know that I was going, <laughs> actually. <laughs> um, and then I wound up going and then not having great cell service or Wi-Fi either. So it was kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to unplug. And like, so here I am. I'm, I thought it would be great just to update everybody about what happened. And then Amy's yeah, here I'm too. I'm super excited. Yeah. yeah. I missed you. Oh, I, I missed you too. Missed you too. And I'm
1: so excited to hear about your trip for many reasons, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to hear about
0: it. What's so funny, Amy, do you remember we did that freedom healing that actually wound up being a podcast and I'm trying to remember which one it was, but it was a couple back. Anyway, we were talking about you getting a, an RV and going yeah. and I was like, wait a second. So uh, clearly when we were doing that, I moved a lot of energy as well. And so let me preface this with the idea that I never thought I'd be somebody who would own an RV or a camper. I don't know. It just never was something that I thought I would do. I thought I would get like a beach home or something like that. So for me to be like, yeah, we're getting a camper. It was so weird. Like even my, my wife Fenn was like, where did you get this idea? Like, when it started happening, she's like, "Why are you obsessed with this? Like, why won't you stop? Like <laughs> you know, why do you keep searching and and um talking about it?" And she w- she started rolling her eyes and like being like, "What is going on? Like it was almost like I was possessed. I, so
1: I was that obsessed. obsessed, obsessed. Yeah.
0: And I think it, I think really, truly what we're really seeking right now, a lot of us is this sense of freedom and this, you know, I create my own reality and things like that. And I do know that about myself. So it wound up just being in alignment with what I really wanted to accomplish. And so let me just also say, I, like I said, I never thought I would own one. I didn't know the first thing about owning an RV or even like how to clean it, you know, the, so there's this like black tank, that's where you poop, (laughs) You know it comes out that way, you know, gray and that's, tank. yeah, in a gray, gray tank. tank, yeah, yeah so that 's like you know your shower water and all that anyway there 's just so many details to understand about it, and I knew nothing, and so I just dove in and I really learned in like three weeks everything there was to know about r v a and I came across the uh, vintage campers, which is just so cute, and I found the best camper it was it 's a uh, Shasta air flight. And it's a reissue of the 1961 one. So there was a little bit of that like old school energy, right? You know, like that simple energy of those times where people spent more time outside and they communed more. Family. Yeah. Like, and actually we got a really small camper, so it's only 16 feet. So it wasn't like we had TVs everywhere. And we didn't even have a TV. In fact, Fenn and I didn't watch TV for 40 days. so. Yeah, you know, we might have like been exposed to TVs, like let's say if we went to a restaurant or something like that, or um, at my parents' house when we were visiting, they they have the TV on sometimes, but we didn't sit down and watch a show, we didn't select a show, we didn't—it didn't even cross our mind until like 20 days in, we were like, wait a second, we haven't watched TV in like a long time, <laughs> and we don't even watch that much TV, but every night we usually like unwind and watch it for like an hour. Right. What was really interesting is that I was capable of learning all this stuff, and I thought you know, that's really cool. Like that I could just rearrange my thinking, figure this stuff out, order all this stuff on Amazon. And then it's sort of just everything started working out. And, and spirit wanted me to come on the show and just like talk about how I just kept following my heart. Right. And I would tell people like in my class or anybody who, you know, was questioning what I was doing, like just, I just said to them, I don't know. I, I just know that I'm supposed to do this. Yes. It sounds crazy. Doesn't make a lot of sense. But yeah. at the same time, it does make sense because, yeah. you know, every day was the same, right? You know, with quarantine, like it was like Groundhog Day to a degree. And here we are on the road learning so much, dealing with different problems like the black tank leaked or something <laughs> like that, you know, onto the ground and we had to figure that out. Uh, you know, yeah. So gross. Yeah. But you know, like there are things that we, like I blew a fuse and I was like, where's the fuse box? I got to figure that out. You know, and our battery died. Um, It's an older camper, so it just needed to be replaced. And so I had to figure out that, you know, it's like my brain was doing things that were different. It was really nice to have that reset or that challenge. Right. And Aiden loved it. We still schooled him, homeschooled him, you know, from the camper and his teacher was really awesome working with us around that and it became so exciting going from one location to the next. So here are some stats just so everybody knows like what we did. So we went 36 days on the road, but we we did spend 18 days with either family or in a hotel room or you know that kind of basically it was either family so my mom and dad or my sister or my other sister actually too and then hotel rooms you know based on getting across the country. Now we also bought this thing on the road, so I oh had no. I had never seen it before. I. I had only learned things from like the internet. I watched a YouTube video probably like 25 times to yeah. like really memorize and like one, figure the things out. Of it, the, yeah, touring yeah, the, the touring, touring of it. Yeah. Yeah. The touring of the inside and then the outside. And, and I then, watched yeah. That video when you told me you wanted that, I was like, oh, this is great. It is. It's so good to get to know it. But then at the same time, you're like, yeah. am I fucking crazy? Like, I'm going to have to like know how to turn on the heat and like yeah. the water pump. And like, I I had to figure all that stuff out. I know. I've watched a lot of YouTube videos. <laughs> They're so great, right? They're great. So that's how we were able to buy this thing in Ohio from this guy who was so awesome. So immediately when I found the camper, I sat down and I meditated and I asked spirit, I asked my higher self, like, first of all, what's going on here? Because this is like, felt like a runaway train. Like I was going for this, you know, regardless of anything that was going to happen. Like I was weird. I, I had to keep checking in being like, this is like working out too fast and too well. Right. Um, you know, let me make sure that this isn't, I'm not crazy or something. You know, I do that, you know, you have to, yeah, you, you know, you're responsible for other human beings. Like, I was bringing my mother on this, so it's like I can't have her, you know, upset or you know, something happened to her. I don't even know what would happen, but um, <laughs> and then Fenella and Aiden, obviously. So, you know, you just, you know, you check to make sure that you're not crazy. So, this guy wound up being a mechanic, super awesome guy, showed us everything about the camper. Hooked it up for us because we wouldn't have known the first thing of how to hook any of this stuff up, right? Set our brakes so that the brake thing worked in the car, which I didn't, you know, I had to get all that stuff figured out. So we were on our way, and I felt really confident that it had been in the hands of a mechanic, right? Like if something had been wrong with it, he would have fixed it. Because actually, he didn't even know he was going to be selling it to me. So he, I posted in a group that I had found. And he found me and said, I don't know, maybe my wife might be interested in selling our camper because I'm building a bigger, better one because I race cars and I want to bring the car with me. Kind of like, did you see cars? They're toy haulers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, so, but he- I know my RVs, Amy. I've done a lot of research. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) So anyway, he, he bought a 1970 something four wheeler or not four wheeler. um, What are those big trucks?
1: 18 wheeler. 18 wheeler. Yeah.
0: 18 wheeler. Yeah. So he
1: that goes down and he's like, he's pimping it out.
0: Yeah. So he's like, I saw him, he showed it to us like this frame that he's building and he's going to build like, you know, the kitchen, everything in there. So he can, he's good with cars and he's good with building that kind of stuff. So it was just nice. I felt safe and secure in terms of that. And then, um, throughout the trip, I would say, Hey, listen, like I, I can't find this. Can you tell me where that is? So, he was super nice about that and um, and and helpful. And then we ended up at my mom's house and I put it together. You know, I everything I had bought, so you have to learn people might steal it. So, what do I need to keep people from stealing it, right? You know, so I got that kind of stuff and cords and anyway. So, it comes to the day that we're leaving and I'm super excited, right? Like it's like my vision coming true. We're about to like drive down the driveway and go to our first location. And we get these things that are called tire minders from a recommendation from a friend They're to like tell us if we're losing air in our tire or like they're overheating and they're about to explode right so that's a really great safety feature super expensive. Anyway, for whatever reason my wife was fiddling with it. I, I don't know why but I didn't know that at the time and still to this day I don't even know what the purpose of her touching it was because I put it on. <laughs> Anyway, so it's time for us to leave. I'm calling my mom down to come get in the car so we can leave. And we notice we have a flat. I'm like, no, this is not the way it was supposed to roll out. Like I wasn't warned about this. I said, either this is the complete stop that I was looking for that might happen. Like there's just like a shutdown of the whole program and everything that was running. Or this was there for me to listen to my intuition and be like, no. So here I have Fenn, my mom, and my dad all looking at the tire being like, yep, that's flat. You guys aren't going anywhere. Let's call AAA. Let's do this. Let's do that. And I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> this is not, I'm like, everybody leave the sight of the tire. <laughs> I'm like, leave me alone with this thing. So we, I pump it up. They're like, you know, we're going inside. We're going to have lunch. Like, this is crazy. This is not, you ain't going to do anything. So I pump it up. And I check the tire minder because now I put it on properly, and there's no sound of anything leaking. And so we wait around for an hour and there's no decrease in pressure and there wasn't for the rest of the trip. So it was just funny how I just was so... so Then just let it
1: out by accident? She was playing with it and let the air out?
0: She, I honestly don't remember what it was, but whatever she was doing, she was trying to get it off and actually has a anti-theft device on it so that you can't steal these things because they're expensive. So I think she was struggling with it and she did lacerate some of the plastic that is on the tube, but I'm like... That's probably not going to do it, right? Like if you're, if you're building a tire, I thought to myself, this is why we, we drop into our parasympathetic, right? We're like, okay, let me calm down. Let me assess the situation. I'm like, if you're building a tire, are you going to really make it so vulnerable that something on the outside, right. you know, in this little spot is going to really screw the whole thing over? I'm like, right. mm, that, this doesn't line up for me. So anyway, we did put tape on it. And then we, um, we filled it with air and it was fine. So these things were cool because we could always check on our tires to make sure we were good.
1: And, and the other thing. Drive, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. You were hitched. This was hitched onto your like SUV. Yes.
0: Yeah, so it was a hitch onto my SUV. And I actually said that I was going to tell you some stats. So here they are. So 36 days on the road, 80 hours in the car sitting. So my son sat in his car seat for 80 hours. Can you imagine a six-year-old? Right. We didn't, realize until the end, like we calculate, I calculated and I'm like, holy crap, he's such a good kid. Never a problem. Actually, when we were leaving just to go get the camper the first hour, he, he goes, are we there yet? Oh gosh. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, um, and he, and I said, no. And I said, how does it feel? And he goes, feels like we've been going for two weeks. And it was one hour. (laughs) So I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be crazy. But that was the last time he really like complained. He was just like, figured it out, you know, in his little head. Yeah. And he was probably like excited for
1: the next adventure. He loved it so much. He, he just, did. Yeah.
0: What were your favorite parts? So let me do this other stats. So oh, yeah. 80 hours in the car is equivalent to three days, seven hours sitting in the car. So okay. that was one thing that was a surprise is how much sitting you do in RV life. Yeah. And then we did about 4,800 miles. Okay. And we, we went through 17 states and stayed in 11. So it was a lot of moving around. So I would say that my favorite parts of the trip were sitting by the fire. One of the cool things that we had to do was learn how to build a fire, like correctly Uh and well. So Uh like it's, you know, you would think setting something on fire would be easy, but you know, we got good wood and we knew about kindling and things like that. Like we had some Girl Scout skills, but when you look around the campsite and you're like, why is that person's fire burning that way? Like, and ours is just fizzling out. So we'd, we'd grab the marshmallows and like, try to roast them in like two <laughs> minutes, you know, in the beginning. And and I'm like, this is not right. Something's not right. So it was really great to see how it, the other RV people were so willing to help. You know, they were like, well, do you have a starter? And we're like, no. And we're like, that's great. We'll get one of those. So then we did. And then we got, by the time we got to Asheville, we saw this older gentleman. He was probably like 65, 70, and he's chopping wood. And we're like, well, that makes sense. These things are too big. Like the wood that they give us is too big, you know, the the logs. And so that made a huge difference. And by then, once we got that figured out, we made these rip-roaring fires that lasted, you know, forever. And it was just funny how it took so long for us to get it right. But it was a process. Yeah.
1: Do it together, which I think is so fun that you guys got to like completely do this whole new experience together and
0: figure it out. Yeah. And Aiden loved trying to figure it out with us. Like he was in charge of getting the kindling and he'd be like, this is going to do it. or And the first time that we got it right, he's like, mom, time how long we have this fire going. And it was an hour and 15 minutes. And then it went out. And so the next time it got so big when we were in Nashville that I ran straight into the camper to grab water because it started (laughs) it was so tall. And I have a picture of it. I'll send it to you. It was so big. And it like he was just so elated, like he had conquered the world, you know, because he had helped build it. So that was just super fun. And
1: really I actually say that just because Mark and I, as I was telling you before, we just went to do like a tiny house getaway. And we both have camped before, but we're always with people that do it, that always build our fires and tell us what to do. And we were like, let's just try it. So we actually, we wanted to do it without a starter log. We just wanted to figure it out. No, not a starter
0: log. It's a little like thing that you put underneath, not not a Duralog.
1: Oh, yeah. A, a little block. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Or whatever it is. They had it. Mark, for some reason, wanted to do without it. I, I'm not, a, I don't need to be a hero. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, how I feel. You know, we struggled a little bit, but our friend was like giving us tips and we're like, okay, we did it now. Like we know how to build a fire, but it's a good experience. It's good to know how to do.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I also would say that I, it was super fun to bring my mom on the trip oh. and have her experience it because my mom is not, everybody's like, I'm so surprised your mom went and I honestly you could tell she was trying to back out like mentally she was getting scared leading up to the trip and I'd be like, "It's okay if you don't want to go and you've changed your mind, it's totally okay. She's like, no, nope, I'm gonna go." Oh in fact, actually I ran up I ran upstairs you remember to go get her and I was like we have a problem. And she goes, oh, you ran out of room for me in the car. And I was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> which was funny. It was just like her trying to get out of it, you know, but, but still wanting so badly to do it. Was it. it was so fear. cute. It was just
1: her fear of,
0: of the unknown days
1: in camping because she wasn't going to be in the ca- She wasn't going to be in your camper. She was going to be in a tent, right? No,
0: no, no, no. I gave her our bed in the camper. So Fen and I were in the tent Ah. Yeah, and she only went for 10 days, which is still a lot for a woman who's never and by the way Like uh, like I said, i've never rv'd never done that. I barely have camped in my life, you know So this whole thing was very new and especially to her which she's never camped before either But she loved it. She absolutely loved it She said it was a time of her life and she got to stay in the camper which actually has like air conditioning and and, you know heat or All the amenities in the bathrooms right there and fenn and I were in the tent and it was so hot and this so Amy and I were just talking about the chili pad when I got home I was like my chili pad because I sweat so badly throughout the entire time like in the tent the the 10 days. We were on the East Coast. We were going from beach to beach right. beach which was absolutely amazing and, and wonderful but it was so hot in the tent. Yeah. <laughs> and I kept saying to myself, you know what? First of all I'm not getting up and I don't need to have like the perfect night's sleep like to do healings right. or something like that. And also I was like, you know what, maybe you're detoxing stuff, you know, that you needed to get rid of by sweating this much. Right. And you're giving your mom this this opportunity. opportunity.
1: You'll never forget those memories and she'll never forget those
0: memories. Yeah, there was one night we were in Virginia Beach and we just came across this like hole in the wall seafood place, like real fishermen owned it. And yeah, it had been there for like 70 years or something like that. And so we got this cheap box of crabs and I think shrimp too. And so we cooked them up and she loved them. And she was actually still eating them in the dark. So she had a headlamp on and she's like trying to get the meat out of them. She was so, she was in her element and Aiden just kept looking at her And he was um, roasting his marshmallow. And he's like, why does she like crabs this much? (laughs) You know, it was just really funny, you know. And my mom is called Crazy Nana, you know, to my son. My mom came up with the name. So he's always like, Crazy Nana, you know, like, of course she's eating crabs by Uh. uh, headlamp. But I got a picture of her and her face is so great. It's priceless.
1: Oh, I love that. That makes my heart happy to hear, you
0: know. Yeah, it was really, really, really special, you know so adventurous and like i said out of our routine and by the way you create your reality so my feeling with people is obviously that i am very loving non-judgmental i'm like you do you if you're not hurting anybody great and when we would go to these rv parks technically a lot of people are conservative or considered conservative from what i understand in fact There was one place that we went to that blew our mind. We never were expecting anything to be there. You know, that would be mind-blowing. And it was Branson, Missouri. And somebody was like, that place is so conservative. And I'm like, I kind of sensed that it was when I was there. But we never had any issues as a gay couple with a child and Aiden talked to everybody. Anybody who would listen, he talked to. He just would, they'd invite him over to like their campsite and be around the fire. And he was like, "My mom, this. My mama, that." And I was like, "Whoa, uh, <laughs> kid. You right. know, like we don't know like if they're okay with mama and mama." But yeah. you know, it, he doesn't know that any different, right? He right. doesn't know that other people might feel differently. And right. it was so. I was like, "Well, either he's going to get the experience that." People, not everybody approves of his parents' lifestyle, right. or that we're embraced everywhere, and that's what life is like, and that's what he saw. And I was like, Yes! So when we got yeah. home, I was like, That's awesome. That is awesome. How yeah, it be.
1: how it should be. So, and so you met lots of interesting people. Totally. What do you think about being at these campsites? Because I talk about my desire, I will be getting an RV. It's just a matter of when the right one's going to come very easily. Mm-hmm now I know. You told me something that I was like, oh, I have to make sure my RV has that. I can't remember. You just mentioned something, but I can't remember what
0: it was. You know, I have to get the Wi-Fi signal thing sorted out. I did not have strong enough Wi-Fi. And that was a little bit disappointing for the times when I wanted to do work. But at the same time, it really helped me to unplug. I mean, the campsites say they have Wi-Fi, but for whatever reason, I could not connect to it. You know no matter what I did. So what do you So, people say? Oh, you really want to go to RVs and stay at like RV parks and wherever you are. And I'm like, I, I just
1: think so many people are in the world traveling. All sorts of people are traveling. It's not just one type of people you're going to encounter. I was curious to know what your experience was.
0: That was really cool, actually. So generally speaking, after the, that trip, we're probably not going to be staying in RV parks all that often unless we do another major trip. We had picked the RV parks because we're like, we want full hookup because we're trying to learn this camp. We don't mm-hmm. want to get like stuck in the wilderness with like right. no heat or something like that. Right. So that was why we chose that. And when we were there, you have the people who were there for long periods of time, which is right. really interesting and nice. And they're so friendly or at least that's what we experienced. And then you'd see like the people who are, the younger people who are kind of just doing their job from wherever. And that was fun to see. And then we saw people who were just tired of of quarantine yeah. and wanted to just get escape yeah. and so it was really nice people would come up and talk to us and of course Aiden if there was a little kid he was just like a magnet to them mm-hmm. just being like play with me you know and it didn't matter and it was nice and he, that was one of his favorite things was just meeting all the different kids so he also had that cool experience yeah. and and he loved um, being in the ocean with these kids he was like i was in the ocean with a 10 year old and an 8 year old and they were riding the waves and i was with them and he thought he was like you know, hot shit (laughs) because he could hang with them. Right. So yeah, that was, that was really, really fun to meet these people and have the help. One time we were like, we need this part and we can't get this part to hook up permanently to the, I'm going to call it the shitter hole. (laughs) because I don't honestly, I don't know what to call it, but it's a hole in the ground that you put your, you know, tube from your toilet. And, you know, because we didn't have that, that piece, like every time Fen had to hook it up and it just is annoying. So I went to this other guy and I was like, Hey, listen, can you show me what piece you have? So I can figure out what piece I need. And he's like, you know what? I have that piece. Do you want it? He's like, I have an extra one. So he gave it to me. So that was really nice. In the end we wound up not using that piece, but it was nice to know that somebody was willing to give that to us. Oh, right. I'll t- I'll tell you something interesting. His mom actually wound up passing away on the trip and this guy who gave me that piece. Oh. And I, you know, barely knew them, but it was just a weird moment where, I mean, obviously I barely knew them. We were just passing through and I my mom had more conversations with them and then and she just said his mom passed away and i was like oh and then i saw him walking around really sad you know obviously and i could see his mom was right there next to him and i oh. really wanted to go up to him and be like she's right with you like you know uh-huh. but you right. can't get in people's spaces right right so that oh. was an interesting experience
1: I'm happy though when i hear that
0: yeah she was right there and and she even said she was with grandma so with it was her, her mom yeah
1: so hard. Like you think she like wants you to give them that message, but it's really like, you don't know how they're going to perceive it. And it's really kind of personal. That's a really hard.
0: It is. It's a really hard position to be in. And I certainly, all I was doing is walking from the bathroom back to my camper (laughs) um, because I had showered and I just saw him wandering around. And then I saw her right next to him and it, it, it just happened. It wasn't like I was tuning in that's- Part of me always wonders, like, I got the information, I should deliver it. Mm-hmm. Part of me also is like, I need to respect his boundaries about losing his mom and him grieving. It was the day that it happened, that he found out. Gosh, it's so
1: crazy. So why were you using the bathroom? Did you choose to use the, out- the bathroom <laughs> for the campsite
0: sometimes? So yes, we did wind up using the bathroom on occasion, like the toilet or whatever, but we showered. <laughs> you really
1: want to empty the tanks.
0: Right. Well, I mean, it gives you less times to do that. But more importantly, it was more like we were uh, showering. We didn't shower inside the camper, though we could have because right. it does have a shower. But I wanted to get that all inspected by a professional before we had any problems, like in case there was a leak or whatever, because yeah. they're notorious yeah. for leaking. So it, it was no big deal to go shower. I mean, honestly, we were showering like every two to three days, depending on who you right. we were in the family. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you're like, whatever. We're Just showering to sit back outside and get dirty. I know. <laughs> yeah. And get dirty and smell. And, um, right. and mostly we showered because like we would be in the ocean. And then I, I don't know, I, I like to wash off all that. Salt water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Salt water. And then whatever might be in it. You know, you're just like, whatever. But actually, we did forget one night and I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> we forgot to shower Aiden. He was <laughs> in the ocean.
1: And then how was cooking and everything? Like, how was that situation? Because you you've probably had, you have a little fridge, but it's yes. not.
0: It, yeah. It was actually a decent size, much bigger than I ever expected it to be. Okay. So that was great. We No, we, like I said, we had crabs, we had shrimp, we had, I made breakfast with eggs and um, I made pan- or waffles one morning. So I got this I'm going to give everybody this tip because I, I, my mind was blown. Walmart has a $7, I think maybe even $9 little waffle maker, tiny little retro little guy. And it worked perfectly. My sister, Sarah gave it to me for the, you know, as a gift for the, uh-huh. the camper. And I wasn't expecting it really to work that well, really. And it just was perfect. It was all we needed. And you know, there's these other like 60, 70, 80, 90, a hundred you know, whatever ones waffle that you can maker. buy. Yeah. yeah. Big. And I'm like, this was awesome. Aiden loved it. I loved it. It was easy to do. And I just like stayed patient. I'm like, what are you rushing for? Right. It was little. So I made right. more than I normally would of them, but it worked out great. And they tasted great.
1: I loved cooking in the tiny house because I had nothing else to do. Right. All I did It was eat and relax. It was so enjoyable because it didn't feel like you have to do all these things.
0: Yeah. It, there's there's really not much else to do. I'm like,
1: no, I want to. I want to. It. Like it's fun. Like making coffee. I just felt like I was like playing tiny
0: house. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And you know what? Sitting and outside and eating your breakfast. Oh. It's really, really fantastic. It's really yeah. fun. We also got this retro camera. So it was a little Polaroid camera. So that was fun to take the little pictures to make it even look more retro. I
1: saw that. And you made the most amazing video of
0: your all your pictures and video from the trip. It was so good. It was so good. Thank you. And you know what's so interesting is before we did this trip, the day that we were leaving, my mom was like, you know what really signifies this trip is Chris Stapleton's new song, That's called starting over, Mm. and I I kind of didn't see it at the time. You know, I was like, okay, I'll keep it in mind. And then when I was putting it together, I was like, I'm going to put that song to these these memories. And it's amazing what the song says. And I'm getting chills actually right now. It really was a reset for us. It was. It said, um, you know, times are hard, have been hard, and now it's worth every mile. And we drove so many miles. It was just. It's just such a perfect song for what we experienced. And so I'll, I'll drop the link, you know, in the show note, if I can, I guess I'll put it on YouTube and then it'll be able to be accessed and you can see our
1: pictures of our trip. Yeah. It was so good. And that's such a
0: great song. Actually, you know what? I just realized last night I had a dream that my camper was stolen. Huh? I just remembered that it just came into my, my, my mind. That's weird.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about that. I think that's what you were saying is I haven't, I thought about that in my head, but I haven't researched what you do about to secure your campers. I think that was one of the things I was thinking about.
0: Well, it depends on like if you have a camper or an RV or if like you're doing one of those things that's, you know, the, all together in one. But um, yeah, so you just put a lock on the wheel. There's like a little boot that you put on. Kind of like in New York City, they do that. I was familiar with it because of New York City. And then there's, you know, where the hitch goes, You if you put something under where people would hitch it, like as a ball with like a, yes. a latch, whatever. So then they can't get it hitched. So they'd have to steal it some other way.
1: And do you have a generator or you do not have a generator? We
0: did not get a generator, which I was pushing for and probably would have been a good idea, but we don't need it necessarily. We didn't need it because we were hooking up.
1: I've done a lot of research on them and a lot of people like you to convert them for propane. They said it's better than the gas ones, but I'll talk to you about that later.
0: Yeah, let's definitely do that. Yeah, because they can be expensive. So that's why we didn't jump yeah. into it. We wanted to see like, what are our needs? And eventually right. what we want to do. Panels. Yeah, is like be off the grid for like four days or whatever in, All in, that in Colorado. Boondoggling, I think. Boondoggling. Bo- <laughs> <laughs> Boondocking, not goggling. <laughs> 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 Boondoggle. Oh my God, that was so an amazing. That, that's hilarious. <laughs> Boondoggling. <laughs> I think I'm going to call it that from now on. That was really cute. <laughs> so I, I just good. also want to say that when I was planning this trip, I really came from my heart. I listened to where did I want to go, what felt good. And I'll give you an, uh, an example. So there, we were in Virginia Beach. We wound up having amazing weather basically the whole time. And and then it was funny that I say that because then I started thinking about, well, there was a little bit drizzly on this day. And then it was a little bit overcast on that day. But really, we did have amazing weather. And there was one day we were in Virginia Beach and we were trying to decide whether we should go down to North Carolina. Okay. And it was going to be raining there. And it was going to be sunny in Virginia Beach. And we were supposed to leave. Anyway, so I wound up listening to my heart and saying, okay, let's stay here, enjoy the weather. We'll skip North Carolina and we'll go straight to South Carolina. And it wound up working out perfectly because we had 77 degrees, sunny day at the beach, got up in the morning and it was still sunny and nice. And then the weather moved in in Virginia. So it was good that we were on the way out. So we wound up driving down all the way to South Carolina and we were concerned because when you set up, it takes like an hour, hour and a half, you know, f- for us right now, because we don't have all the bells and whistles yet. We're going to get that stuff done. And honestly, like we like to take our time because like, why should we rush? But right. if it's going to rain, yeah. So right. so anyway, so we we get there, we start setting up. My mom's helping out. Like it, we're all kind of stressed a little bit because it, we can sense that it's going to rain. Right. We get the awning up and we're like, should we tweak it? Tweak the awning so that it, the water runs over a little bit better and, and not onto our tent. <laughs> and so we had extra protection because we also had a rain shield on our, on, on our tent. Anyway, as soon as we're like, should we tweak it? All okay. the rain comes down and we go running into the camper. And that, that was something I, I will tell you that you probably don't know is that when you're traveling on travel days, you want to pack a lunch. It took me a while to figure that out properly like I'd pack the lunch stuff but Mm -hmm. I didn't make the sandwiches (laughs) so I was like no you're in a car it's hard to make the sandwiches so that's something you need to do and prepare for your dinner so you got to really think ahead so that night I hadn't thought ahead we just figured we'd go back out and get something but if it's pouring rain you're not like wanting to leave and especially it's all muddy and stuff where you are so we had uh, like a thousand chicken nuggets it felt like (laughs) Yum. Yeah. So my mom, it was really cute. She's like, I love how you guys just go with the flow. And it was interesting how she, it was so natural to us. I was like, well, we have chicken nuggets. That's what we're having. And we have salad. So we're just going to put it in a pile <laughs> in the center of the camper because her bed was already made and everything uh, on a dish and we ate it. It didn't look very nice. You know, it wasn't as nice presentation is what I'm trying to say. And then we had a nice night and we laughed and then we went to bed and it was just, you know, that's awesome the way it should be. It's camping. And I would tell my mom, like, we're camping, like, but at
1: home we'd be stressed out. We'd order in, we'd be, you know, have to do something different, just easier. Right, And
0: yeah. And you'd set the table and all that other stuff. So, and, and we were just basically, yeah, sitting on my mom's bed that's, you know, that's where our dining room table is, you know, normally, but it was already put down and set up for the night and all that. So. I'm so happy that you got to experience
1: all of that. And as I've been focusing, I've said in the past, on trying to be more present and just enjoying where I am. It's really hard not to do that when you're away with your family out in the middle of, you know, at the beach. You're not worried about work and recording your podcasts and social media and this and that. It's really nice to unplug, right?
0: Yeah, I definitely did have times where I worried about that stuff and there were some obligations that I had. But it was nice to get them done and then forget about it, you know, or just be like, you know what? I thought I was going to have this access to Wi-Fi that I was being told I was going to have and I don't. So I'm going to let it go. Like I'm going to understand that I'm not perfect and it's okay and everything's going to work out okay. So I was very thankful for that. And and when in our lives are we going to have that time, right, to like take 36 days off? Like it's crazy. Right. And it was so nice to see my family. We hadn't seen them obviously since quarantine had started out in New Jersey and and just reconnecting with everybody and and of course we everything was all socially distanced as much as possible and you know with masks and things like that and there wasn't any state that we went to that wasn't using masks. Like everywhere you had to have a mask, you had to uh-huh. you know before entering anything or whatever. Right. And thankfully we were very healthy throughout the whole thing and we still have been you know, it helps to be outside and enjoying nature and not stressing too much. Right. You know, so we thank God that was, that went well, you know, cause I also wondered, you know, what if we get sick and then this is a big mistake, you know, or something like that, but everything went perfectly. Did you feel
1: like you ever were like, Oh, I just want to be by myself. I miss your time alone.
0: Um, something being in healthier. me saying yes. And I think that had more to do with my mom being on the trip. <laughs> you know, I do love my mom, but she's a very powerful, energetic woman. And sometimes, you know, because I'm her daughter, she feels like she still has that role as parent. And here I am trying to parent my own kid, you know, and learn so many different things and being new areas and planning things and all that, right. that it was just a little bit, there were some times that there was conflict. And I always say to people, like, you think you have cleared enough shit, just hang out with your family. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll find something. And of right. course I did. And I worked on that and I, it was nice to be able to be at the beach and work on something like that. You know, it was really fun to just sit yeah. there and breathe in the ocean air, ground your body and and just be like, it's not you. It's right. this other programming, you know, right. but it, it gave me the opportunity to detach and really view some things that I had not worked out yet.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. And I think the only other thing I'd ask is like, is there anything, I don't know, what is the biggest thing you got out of it. Did I already ask you that? I said your favorite thing, but your
0: biggest thing, biggest takeaway. Follow your heart. Follow your heart. I mean, it it was really the entire process was just listening to my intuition and my heart. And my heart was saying, obviously, I mean I prior, so we have that episode also that came out around, you know, when I had that panic attack. About our lives continuing to be the same or even getting worse because Aiden was then in school for six hours a day behind that computer. And I felt my world crashing down and I just said, No, I have the ability to create my reality. And I wound up doing that. And I created this to save myself from that and to renew myself. And I thankfully have the means to do this type of trip. You know, I'm very blessed and lucky. But I, I also think that following my heart made it really easy and wonderful and beautiful and, and work out so clearly. It's kind of mind-blowing. And Fen, Fen will tell you that she is so grateful that we did this. Like, it really was so amazing for her as well.
1: She didn't even know she wanted it. She
0: didn't. No. And, the, and you know what I said to her? I said, generally speaking, she pays for it and I make it magical. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually our relationship, but I went up paying for it. But she also helped pay for some of the add-ons, you know, and, and definitely for some of the locations that we that we were staying at. But, you know, and that's truthfully what I do is I I really try to make it magical. I really listen to my heart. What, what is needed in order for this to go well and, and work out smoothly? And it really just did. It's it was pretty awesome. And down to the fact that we didn't experience anybody being mean, right? Or making us feel unsafe. I mean, there were times that I thought. I might go to sleep and wake up with some kind of slur written on, in spray paint on our, you know, vintage camper. Like I did, I thought that, like I, it crossed my mind that that was, that could have been my experience, but it wasn't what I pulled in because of my predominant state is that we are loved and accepted and received because I love and accept and receive people no matter who they are, what they believe or, you know, who they're married to. Has anything
1: to like that ever happened to you where you've been discriminated against or really...
0: I mean, no, never overtly. Um, so never like in your face, but there's always a sense of, can I hold her hand or, you know, is somebody going to say something about us just even walking down the street with our son? Like, Who are you? In fact, there was one place where I got a little uncomfortable and um, it was in Missouri. I could just tell, like I, I can read people. It's very interesting how I see religious people. There's a huge light around them, but there's also a very interesting energy within that. Like and I'm talking about very, very religious people very bright but then there's this like control energy that comes out towards me and I was picking up on that and this one was like oh you know what you know this is a lovely area that we are can you take our picture and I was like sure that's no problem she's like do you want me to take a picture of you guys and I was like sure and then she's like oh you know how are you all you know related or and I was like oh Mm, we're friends. I just was like, I'm not even going to get into right. this right. with this woman. So you know, because I could just sense that there might have been some kind yeah. of back and forth, and I was just like, Aiden's right here. It's no big deal. We'll just keep walking. It's going right. to take two seconds. But um, I also I wanted to tell you that another thing that didn't come across my experience, which would have probably ruined one of the better sites that we were at, was there were poisonous snakes in Myrtle Beach. State Park where we were staying. And as soon as I entered Myrtle Beach State Park, I was like, wow, there's snakes in here. (laughs) And I'm not a huge fan of snakes, right? Yeah. So I'm like, you know what, put it out of your mind. Just don't even think about it. You're going to be safe. It's going to be fine. And so I'm the one that checked us in at the ranger station. I wound up going to find out if they had eggs and milk, almond milk and things like that, that we needed. And And there was something else that I got there. I think it was a sticker because everywhere we went, I got stickers for our uh, Mm -hmm. Yeti cooler. Anyway, so after we're leaving from Myrtle Beach to go to the next place, Fen goes, did you see the sign that was near the ranger station about snakes? And I was like, no, I didn't. And I had been there three times. And she goes, there were poisonous copperhead snakes everywhere. (laughs) There was a warning about them, not to wear flip-flops. And if you see one, don't approach it, obviously. And to call the ranger if it doesn't go away. And I was like, Holy shit! Oh. if I had seen that, I would not have slept in a tent outside, which then gave me the opportunity to hear the ocean at night, you know, which was so amazing and right. and obviously, then I would have been sleeping on the floor with my mom, and you never saw the sign she
1: told you that after
0: the next she told night. me after yeah, we had left, and yeah. same thing with my mom, my mom, if she had seen that, she would have been really, really uncomfortable for the two or three days that we were there, and probably wouldn't have wanted to eat outside and things like that so right. And we were so close to the ocean that I I thought to myself, this is probably one of the safer spots to be at if there were snakes. And sure enough, you know, we didn't come across one. We were fine. Right. I'm ready to go on a trip. I know. We came home and then we have the fires here in Colorado. And it was so bad the day that we got home that I almost was like, let's just unload. Let's do laundry. Let's wash our bodies. (laughs) Let's head out on the road again. You know, I don't know where. um, and you're kind of excited to get back home, but it's like you're sad to, I
1: guess, the trip to be over with.
0: Yeah. The adventure of it all was really, really nice and resetting. There's more out there. You did the you did the Totally. South- so insurance. the states we went to, we the way, the ones that we camped in were Delaware, Virginia, South, South Carolina, Carolina, North Carolina, because we went to Asheville. I um, think you love Asheville. I heard Asheville is awesome. You know, I have, I've been there before seven years ago, eight years ago, and it was less crowded. And I liked it better when it was less crowded. Yeah. They were very militant about the the masks and things like that. So much so that it was impeding in in you being able to even like do things. Like my mask fell down below my nose one time and I got yelled at. But I think that they were trying to protect their businesses. Of course, of course. Yeah. So that was the only time that we, it was really militant. So that was a little uncomfortable. So then we went to Tennessee. Love Tennessee. Have you ever been to Nashville? I love Nashville. Yes. And Maya is going to school there next year. Oh my gosh. That's so great. Yeah, wow. So-, so Nashville, we went to the Country Music Hall of Fame. We yeah. went to- Ole uh, uh, Opry. No, because we only could choose one or the other. And my heart was saying to go to the other one. And then I did a tour of Studio B, which is- where uh, the most hits have ever come out of a studio and it's basically elvis started the studio and it was really great to hear the story and i just went alone that was one of my times where i got in alone time and finn was like walking on the strip with um aiden downtown nashville with all those bars and everything and she was like oh my gosh we cannot come down here you know and go in any of these bars with him like it's just gonna be crazy and I hadn't seen it yet. And, she, and I was like, really? Like, how bad is it? And then I went down there and I was like, okay, I see why we it's have like to come here by ourselves.
1: Party central, like.
0: Uh, yeah. There's bachelorette parties things. everywhere. In fact, it's the number one place to have your bachelorette party. It's not Vegas. It's there. <laughs> I thought no. that was interesting.
1: I love it. Cause it's like a, it feels like a city, but it's not huge. You can walk everywhere.
0: All yeah. Yeah. It is prom. a city, but it's not huge. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So Branson, Missouri was the place that blew our mind, which was so crazy because you're in the middle of nowhere and there's like King Kong hanging from a building. You've got like this big fake plane. You have like huge meatballs and spaghetti and a fork like on the side of a building. Like there was, it was like Vegas in the middle of the country. It was so weird. And there's like timeshares there and you can go see legends, the performance you know where they have like fake Elvis and Ariana Grande you know whoever else Jackson
1: yeah yeah
0: Yeah, we actually have seen it in Vegas which was amazing so I highly recommend going to see Legends but that was like down the street from where we were camping in our camper and it seemed like two different worlds it was like I kept being like what the fuck is going on like (laughs) how can this be here so that was Branson and then just Fifteen minutes from there was an absolutely beautiful, gorgeous place. is right on the Ozark Lake. One, one of the Ozark Lakes, I believe. And this place is called Big Cedar Lodge. I highly recommend anybody going there. Every single detail had been thought of, and their food was great. Their service was great. It was expensive to stay there. We did wind up staying there for fens birthday, just as a reset. Uh, but they have like so much stuff to do for kids, and and there was this golf cart that you can rent and go around the property, which is totally amazing with all these waterfalls and everything like that. But there's also this opportunity to drive into a cave and then they have a bar (laughs) and they serve you alcohol at the bar. Like I couldn't believe it. That's wild. I know. So we got drinks and we were, then we were driving around the, you know, Aiden absolutely loved it. He thought this was like the coolest, funnest thing to do, you know, just to be in, in the golf cart. Right. I mean, it was just so fun. And then we did do the educational stuff. Like we went to the Native American museum that was there. That was just phenomenal. And then we did uh, the largest toy museum, which was interesting. Totally cheesy, but totally great. And there was some other thing that we did there. but off
1: the topic, I have never been to Branson, Missouri. I don't think I've ever been. I've been to St. Louis. That's it.
0: It's very catered toward kids, you know, that area. You know, like the go karts that he raced, and toy museum, and I don't know. There was t- there was a Titanic. There was a full size, like looking. Ha- it was like the half of it, front wow. end of the Titanic. It was a tit- Titanic museum.
1: Wow, that sounds amazing. Well, I'm so glad you had such a good trip. And uh, thank you're you. way for the rest of us. So follow your heart.
0: Yeah, and remember, you create your reality. How you see the world and what shows up, and yeah. That's don't why we do the work that we do.
1: Right, don't you know, we're not looking to somebody else to create our lives. We can create the the life that we want, right? Right. And if we follow our heart,
0: the things are going to show up that we need. Absolutely. I believe that Well, thank you, Amy, for going over this. And I'm so grateful that I'm back podcasting. I missed doing the interviews and just getting to hear people's story and then putting that out into the world and helping people to heal. So I'm grateful to be back. I'm grateful for you to be back. And thanks for having me. And I'm so glad that we could hear about your trip. All content provided by Amy Stark and her her guests on the Ophelia podcast website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats were created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist.